You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we have a special guest for Friend Friday, Susan Heim. Susan is an author, editor, and library marketer specializing in parenting, Christian, and women's issues. She is a longtime editor for Chicken Soup for the Soul and has authored several parenting and Chicken Soup for the Soul books, including the devotional story series. Her articles have appeared in many magazines and websites, and she is the mother of four sons, including a set of twins. Susan, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you, Amy. I've been working with Chicken Soup for a long time, but this is my first time on your podcast, so I'm very excited to be here. Well, it's long overdue. So we have so much to talk about. I thought what we might do is during the first half today, we'll talk about the new devotionals book that's out that you wrote. And then in the second half, we'll give a little history of Chicken Soup for the Soul and talk about what you've seen change over the 25 years that you've been a Chicken Soup for the Soul editor. But let's start anyway with the devotionals book. I have to tell you that when you came to me in, I think it was... 2009, with the idea of doing devotionals, I had never even heard about devotionals. I had no idea what they were. So why don't we start with that? What is a devotional? (laughs) All right. Well, devotional stories are, they're kind of similar to Chicken Soup for the Soul stories, which is why I came to you and thought they would be a good fit for Chicken Soup. But there are a couple of differences as well. So the way that devotional stories are about the same as a chicken soup story is that they are a personal story and they do come in from people all around the country or even around the world from all walks of life. Now, devotional stories tend to be a little bit shorter than a standard chicken soup story for the most part. Chicken soup stories can run maybe up to three pages and devotional stories tend to be a little bit shorter, usually about a page or so. So that's what it shares in common with a regular chicken soup story, but the differences come at the beginning and at the end of a devotional story. Um, Normally, if you're familiar, of course you are, Amy, but if our audience is familiar with the Chicken Soup for the Soul book, they know that every story starts with a quote, with an inspirational quote. And with our devotional stories, that is true as well. However, the quotes always come from the Bible. So they're a piece of scripture, and they are carefully selected to match the topic of the devotional story. And what's really surprising, I think, to a lot of people is that you can actually find so much in the Bible that actually relates to modern times and to modern stories. So that's really cool. And we had a lot of fun trying to match up the scripture with each story that we received. 
And then I know that after the story, you and your co-author, Karen Talcott, wrote a custom prayer that related to that piece of scripture and to that story. That's exactly right. Yep. That's the other difference between a devotional story and a chicken soup story is that we do have a personal prayer at the end of every story that's tailored to the topic of the story. And it's a nice way for people who maybe don't feel real comfortable praying or might have a little bit of trouble getting started with a prayer. It kind of gives them a little jump start and helps them get going on knowing what to say and how to pray. I know that for a lot of people, doing devotionals is a New Year's resolution. They start mm-hmm. the New Year saying, I'm going to do this every day. It's going to make a big difference in my life. That is true. That is true. And it, it is a great way to start out a new year, to turn over a new leaf, so to speak, and to kind of get a daily dose of inspiration. I know that some people, they vow to do it every day, but they might do it different times during the day. For instance, some people like to read devotionals first thing when they get up in the morning. They may get out of bed and read a devotional, and it's a great way to start things out in the morning and sort of set the tone for the day and get you in a good mood. Other people like to go to bed reading a devotional. You know, maybe they kind of have trouble, like I do, shutting off your busy mind after everything that's gone on during the day. So it's nice to kind of sit down and read a devotional story at night and just kind of focus on the inspiration for the day and kind of have a little time of prayer and reflection. And then finally, there's one other way, and that is what I do a lot as well, is in the middle of the day when everything's crazy and I take a lunch break or a break from work, it's great to just sit down and also read a devotional because these only take about 10 or 15 minutes to read. So it's a great little lunchtime or break activity. So what we did this year is take your wonderful devotionals book for mothers, and we've reissued it as a gorgeous hardcover for Christmas 2022. And also, we know some people will buy it in January as part of their New Year's resolutions. And I'm just so excited about how gorgeous this hardcover version is. And we added on, it's for mothers and grandmothers. We had originally called it Devotional Stories for Mothers, and then we realized, no, this works for grandmothers also. So it's Devotional Stories for Mothers and Grandmothers with that beautiful cover with like the fields of flowers. And then, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, Susan, we did this kind of modern thing with the cover design. You know how all the popular books are coming out now with a picture and then like scrawled across the whole picture, across the whole book. And, you know, a handwritten font is the title of the book. And so we did that with this one also to make it look very contemporary. And it's gorgeous. It is the most beautiful cover I have seen in a long time. I love it. And I think it's really going to stand out in the store. People will spot it right away and want to buy it as a gift because it will look really nice to give to somebody. Yeah, especially since when you have a devotional book, If you're only going to read one a day, you might have that book out on your night table or your coffee table for 100 days. (laughs) So it better look good. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be looking at it for a little over three months. That's right. Yep, you want it to be something nice to look at. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break for an ad, and then we're going to come back to talk to Susan about the almost 30-year history of Chicken Soup for the Soul and 
her part in that history. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. We're back with Susan Heim. So, Susan, let's talk about the early days of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Long before I came into the picture in 2008, you were an editor of the books at HCI where they were originally published. And I know it was just so different then because you didn't have the internet to help with the whole production process. That's true. It was a lot different from how we, now we do everything electronically. I send everything to you on, over the computer and it goes back and forth. But back when I started, actually in the late 1990s, which when Chicken Soup really was only a few years old, we did everything on paper back then. We had a typesetter who printed out the manuscripts on paper and they'd deliver a big stack of papers to us, the editors, and we would mark them up with our red pens and put sticky notes all over them and look up definitions in the paper dictionary. So, you know, it was a lot of back and forth, even our freelance copy editors and our proof readers got everything in paper. We had to print out a full manuscript to them and mail it off to them in the mail, and they would mark it up and send it back to us in the mail. So, yeah, I always felt really sorry for our typesetter because they would just get this huge stack of paper with all these red scribbles all over the place and post-it notes stuck everywhere, and they would have to try and decipher what we wanted them to do and change on the manuscript. So it could be a little bit challenging. It's so easy now because we just trade manuscripts back and forth in Microsoft Word, and it's instant. And I mean, we produce books so much faster now because of technology that our books are able to be way more relevant. You know, like I remember when we put out our dog book in, I think it was June of 2020. And COVID really had only become a thing in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. Well, we were sending that book to the printer last minute in March of 2020 for it to be on store shelves in June of 2020. Oh, wow. And because of the internet and because of the faster way we do things now, we were able to insert, I think, 10 or 20 stories about COVID about people adopting dogs, hanging out with their dogs at home during the lockdown, et cetera. Like, but the book became extremely relevant so last minute. And yeah. that is something that never could have been done before. It almost makes our books as timely as magazines. Our production process doesn't take that much longer to go from the printer to store shelves than magazines do. So I love that, that we can make them so up to the minute. And uh, I guess the other thing that's really changed a lot that you've seen is how the topics of the books have changed. 
That's true. Um, way back when, the first, I want to say the first eight books or so, they were really just general books about just about every, any topic that they would happen to get stories on. So they all had titles like A Second Helping of Chicken Soup or A Third Serving of Chicken Soup. They were all some sort of variation on the theme of chicken soup. So it wasn't until later, maybe nine or 10 books in, that they decided to do special topics like we do now. You know, they had chicken soup for the nurse's soul and chicken soup for the teacher's soul. And then later on, they even added titles for teenagers and children. So they changed a lot over the years. And now we do topics that are just so different because it used to always be chicken soup for the something soul. Yes. But now we just put the chicken soup for the soul logo at the top of the book, and then we put any title we want. Like our newest book is My Wonderful Wacky Family. Mm -hmm. And we had Miracles in the Unexplainable and The Magic of Christmas and Your Ton Keys to Happiness. We can just do anything we want in terms of titles and topics, which is something that happened when I came in in 2008 and I said, we're going to separate the logo from the title. And that's made it really fun for me to come up with all of these new topics, basically anything that I think will be of interest to our readers. And you've been there right along with me. So for our listeners, Susan is the person who does what we call pre-editing of every manuscript. So we put together the 101 stories that we want in the book, and then that manuscript goes to Susan, and she goes through and does a round of pre-editing, and then it goes to me, and then I do the final editing, which sometimes involves rewriting whole portions of the story, deleting parts of the story, reorganizing the story. I mean, I really get in there and do a lot of stuff, but I couldn't do it without you having gone in first and fixed all the dialogue and done all the fact checking and made everything grammatically correct. That frees me to then do that really creative part of editing. Oh, well, thank you. I really enjoy doing that. And even just reading people's stories, it's just such a privilege to read everybody's personal stories and read about what's going on in their lives. And, and it's fun to do that first initial editing, you know, to kind of clean it up and make it nice and readable for you and, and make it sound good for them. So I know for me, I feel like reading all these tens of thousands of Chicken Soup for the Soul stories that I've read has really changed me as a person and given me way more tools to deal with the ups and downs of life. How has it affected you to be a Chicken Soup for the Soul editor for 25 years? <laughs> I think it's about the same. Like you said, it really has changed my way of thinking. I think I tend to be a lot more up now. I tend to try and look more at the bright side of life. I know I just bought myself a book, a Chicken Soup for the Soul book, because I'm in my 50s in a very special time of life. So I went and bought a Chicken Soup for the Soul for women in menopause, <laughs> which is which I am finding wonderful to help me uh, get through this time of life. So, you know, I'm finding that it really helps helps anybody and has really made me a more positive person reading these stories. It's great. And the other thing I found was I'm, I'm turning into a dog lover. I always considered myself a cat person. And now I've been editing all these dog stories. And suddenly I'm getting an inkling maybe to get a dog. So, <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. And you know, I'm working on the cat book right now, which is coming out in February. And of course, you already did the pre-editing of it. And then I just did the next round of editing of it. 
And it's given me such an appreciation for cats because I'm actually allergic to cats. Oh, so I no. can't have one. So I've never gotten to experience life with a cat. If I wasn't allergic, I'm sure I would have a cat because it would fit into my lifestyle so well. But I've developed such an understanding of cat people from having edited this cat book and half a dozen other cat books over the years. <laughs> I was at a store, a florist shop over the weekend, and the woman there had taken in a feral cat. And the feral cat kind of lived with her part of the time and then went off and did its thing outdoors part of the time. And I'm standing there in the shop while she's making this bouquet for me, realizing I'm going to have an allergic reaction because I'm standing right over the cat's bed. The oh, cat no. wasn't there, but that didn't matter. The cat's dander or whatever was there. But I had a 15-minute conversation with this woman about her cat, and I realized it was because I had learned so much about cat people <laughs> from working on these books. Oh, that's great. So anyway, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I think it's fun for people to know that there's this history. I mean, Chicken Soup for the Soul is almost 30 years old now. I can't believe and that. That's crazy. I know, and I think if you add up all of the books... It's got to be more than 400 titles now. And most of them are still in print. So it's quite a library of stories. It's tens of thousands of stories that help people. And it's really great that you've been able to be a part of it for all these years. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Amy. Good luck with your next book. Oh, thanks. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. And please join me next time for a couple of stories from our book about tough times and tough people. These stories will provide you with great role models for how to handle your own tough times with humor and the knowledge that things will ultimately get better. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.